I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and my guest today is Dr. Nathan Averbeck. Nathan is the Assistant Professor of Mathematics and our Coordinator of Math Success here at Quincy University. He holds a Bachelor's of Science degree from Cedarville University, a Master's from Eastern Illinois, and a Ph.D. from Baylor University. Before coming to QU, Nathan was the Assistant Professor at Cedarville University. And in today's episode, Nathan's going to share with us the road that led to his career in teaching and his work as a coordinator of math success. So, Nathan, thank you for joining us today. It's good to be here. And welcome to QU. You're new to the staff here, and, um, and you're still haven't completed your first year, correct? That is correct, at least full-time. So, um, kind of in your freshman year, I guess. That's so right. We're, we're glad to have you, and, and glad to have you as part of our, our new initiatives in math. Can you kind of share with the, the listeners a little bit about your road to teaching and, and why you chose to get into the profession? Okay. So I actually started out uh, as a computer science major, and I do think computer science is a great field, um, but what happened was I started taking the math classes that go along with computer science, and I got a phone call one day after I took Calculus two, and they said, hey, would you be interested in tutoring you know, math? And I said, I've never tutored, I have no, I- no idea how to do this, but I guess I could give it a try. And I got into that, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then over time, I started thinking, you know, this is something that I could do. I could, I could teach this, and I would enjoy it. But, you know, teaching—I've never done that. I don't have any experience. Well, I got some experience once I got to Eastern. I got to try my hand, you know, one class per semester, and the same thing at Baylor. So really, all those years that I was in grad school, uh, with the exception of one semester, I was teaching a class each semester, and one semester I taught two. So that was that was that was great. Then I started interviewing. Um, again, these are for math jobs. Um, even though I, I did comp- complete a computer science minor and I did really enjoy the computer science, I decided I liked the teaching more. So um, I did go ahead and get a job in Ohio, and I was there for four years, but I decided it was probably time to move back a little closer to family. Um, and so that was that's my journey. Awesome. Well, we're, we're sure glad you uh, ended up a little closer to home and, and you're now part of our team um, and, and as we mentioned, you're new to QU and the Quincy community in general. So what, what types of things have you enjoyed and about our community and the greater Quincy community? So I have to say my neighborhood, I found it to be a very friendly neighborhood. Um, people helping me out with things. For example, a, uh, I had a phone delivered to my house, but it was delivered to the wrong house. I got a notification it was delivered, but you know there was no phone um, it was apparently delivered a block away, and you know, the guy came running up with a phone, you know, here, here's your phone. Or uh, one day I was trying to load a very heavy cabinet. Um, I was struggling with it because it was, it was very heavy, taller than I am. Um, when the neighbors saw me and you know, said, hey, let me help you with that. You know, very friendly people, uh, definitely at least in my neighborhood. As far as the QU community goes, uh, one thing I think that's really important and one thing I appreciate is the service learning aspect to every student's education. I think that's a great habit to get into and something that students can continue after graduation. Uh, some other things I appreciate about QU um, are the small classes. So I, I did some interviews at larger schools where some of the classes would be quite a bit larger, um, but I just I feel that it's important to connect with the students and the small classes really help um, the, the students and the, the professors connect. I think that's important. And that's really why I got into the profession in the first place, was um, connecting with students and helping them. Um, some other things I appreciate 
uh, just about the school in general. I, I appreciate the fact that the the textbooks are included. That makes it easier to start the semester because I know I've taught semesters where students say, you know, I've ordered the book, it's supposed to be here, you know, end of the second week, and you just have to make do with that. Um, but here, students can start the semester with their textbooks. And just just personally, something that I really enjoy is the Down with the Brown on Fridays, because I really enjoy wearing t-shirts, and that's a time where we can um, just wear a QU shirt along with some jeans, and uh, I just, I really enjoy that. Yes, I, I like to wear t-shirts. That, that is a very popular part of our yes. culture here, and, and a great way to support our students. You know, the, um, you brought up the books, and that is a huge advantage for our students, and one that we don't talk probably enough about, that they start the semester and have all the materials they need and aren't waiting on shipments or aren't waiting on, you know, a, a check from mom or dad to pay for the book. Or um, there are some kids that simply just couldn't even afford it. So um, it's a great resource we have here for QU students. I think we'll take a brief break right now. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with uh, Nathan about his role as the coordinator of math success and all the things that are taking place in that arena. You're listening to From the Hawks Nest. We know that choosing where to take the next step is hard. At Quincy University, we help you design a personalized visit that answers your most pressing questions. Tour campus, visit one-on-one with expert faculty and staff, meet with coaches, enjoy lunch in our main dining room, and learn more about the value of a Quincy University education. Visit quincy.edu visit and start planning for your success at Quincy University today. And welcome back to From the Hawk's Nest. We're chatting today with Dr. Nathan Averback, Assistant Professor of Math and Coordinator of Math Success here at QU. And in 2018, QU received a $2.5 million grant uh, from the U.S. Department of Education Title III Strengthening Institutions Program. And really that grant was to help improve our STEM programs at Quincy University and to develop a new pathway for student success in math was one of the specific goals of that program so, Nathan, what can you tell us about strengthening student success in math and why it's a critical component in the student's overall success, and then especially what, what those goals are from the Title III project? So, overall, I would say math is just generally hard. Um, in fact, it is a class that sometimes causes people to change their plans, and, and we don't want that to be a factor in their decision. So um, we're here to, to, to smooth that pathway as much as possible. Uh, as far as specific to uh, the STEM field, of course, we have this, uh, under the Title III grant, we, we are pushing uh, cybersecurity, business analytics, and undergraduate research. And so I just wanted to address briefly some aspects uh, that math success could support those, those other fields. So, for example, in um, business analytics, for example, um, I understand that, that a lot of that is, is software-driven, but if you want to get, um, get under the hood and see what's really going on with some of these programs, uh, I actually looked up some recommended courses if you were trying to, in, trying to get uh, into that, and you would need classes like linear algebra, calculus 3, probability and statistics. So if you wanted to get under the hood and see what's really going on in business analytics, 
you would need some pretty heavy-duty math, okay? Uh, if you're doing undergraduate research, you're going to be dealing with a lot of data. You're going to be trying to analyze trends. Again, that's actually a Calculus 3 topic, like a line of best fit. That's something that we do in Calculus 3. If you're trying to get into cybersecurity, um, you have some ideas such as what's called the Hill Cipher. Now, a, a cipher uh, is just a way of translating text into a code, right? And so the Hill Cipher in particular is one way of using this concept from math that we call matrices. And that's something that we get into at the end of college algebra. So that can help prepare students just a little bit more if they're going to see that Hill Cipher. Um, if the teacher is talking about the difference between um, a, a crypto system, and they wouldn't necessarily compare these two ideas side by side, but a crypto system and a hash function, okay? So we're obviously not going to get into what those things are, but in one, you're dealing with the concept of a one-to-one -one function, which is something we talk about um, in college algebra. The other is not a one-to-one -one function. You can make this comparison. Now, yes, you can still be... Uh, good at your job, or, or you could still succeed in these classes um, and, and still need a little bit of review um, on the college algebra front, but our goal is to, is to um, make you feel strong going into that class. Very important. Yes, absolutely. What types of student activities and courses and supports will, will be implemented on the math side of this project? So the courses that we're working on, uh, we have developed a new Math 101 class where students can really, no matter where they are, um, they can take that class and get some momentum leading into college algebra. Uh, we are also working on college algebra, revising it. Um, and I'll, I'll explain in a minute what I mean when I say I'm revising or we're revising these classes, but we're doing college algebra, pre-calculus, calculus one, and calculus two. And what we're trying to do within these classes, we're trying to bring in something known as active learning. So we're all probably very familiar with the teacher standing at the front of the board talking for 50 minutes and then class is dismissed. Well, what we're trying to do is rearrange these classes so maybe the teacher introduces a topic for you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, but as soon as they've gotten through their explanation, maybe done an example or two, then turn the students loose to try it on their own, Okay. Um, and so in that way, the student never really falls behind because I think we've probably all, yeah, I include myself in this, we've been in a math class where maybe you, you uh, don't quite understand what's going on in the first maybe 10 or 15 minutes of class, well then you're lost for the rest of the class, okay? And that's uh, obviously not good, right? So we want to take uh, and, and mix in these little breaks where students get an opportunity to check their understanding, okay, to work with each other and work with the teacher, uh, and make sure they, they are following. So that's the, that's the basic idea with active learning. You could take that a lot of different ways. Um, one way is to use polls. So the teacher might put up a problem. You know, they've, they've done their explanation, and they say, okay, now you try it, give the students a few minutes, and then they put up a problem, and they might say, okay, here are four choices. What do you think is the correct answer? And, and poll the audience, right? Well, this is still a new topic for the students. So no one's expecting, you know, everyone to get it right. But... Maybe look at the poll results and then say, okay, now talk to your neighbor. See what they got. Okay, try to convince your neighbor of your answer. Um, and then com compare the, the results again, you know, re-poll the group. And then the teacher could, you know, explain the answer. Or, um, the teacher could explain the answer. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, so there, there are lots of different ways you could go. You could go with ungraded quizzes, just give out a quiz, have people do it. Because um, surprisingly, you might think, well, that's not really fair to give a students a quiz when they are just learning. But actually, that is something that encourages learning to, to be forced to think about something. And it's not for points, but just to force them to think about it and then, then say, okay, this is how you do it. Uh, another thing that we want to do is bring in lots of hands-on activities in these classes. So just I won't go through, through all the possible different things we could do in all these different classes. But one of my favorites is in Calculus 1. Um, I actually have used this example before in other calculus classes I've taught. Uh, I have a very tall, um, it's actually, I think, a, like an off-brand LaCroix hand, very tall, very thin. And I say to the students, uh, I want you to determine, is this an efficient use of the aluminum that makes up the can? Okay, was it a wise choice for them to design you know, this can, and then I compare it to just a normal standard Coke can. And I say, you know, compare these two, decide which one is the more efficient use. So in this way, it's not a, um, it gives the students an opportunity to really get their hands on. It's not something that couldn't be done just straight out of the textbook. Sure, it could be a problem straight out of the textbook, but uh, I think it's helpful for students to, you know, they're the ones measuring, they're the ones doing all the work. And it seems to make a difference for some students. You know, I think the interesting part about this, too, is that because of this grant, all of these activities are taking place in a brand new, I'll call it math lab. And you, you kind of have your own dedicated space, which is really nice, um, maybe almost nerdy uh, in the world of math, but uh, to have a math lab. But that's a, a nice thing that you're able to do all these things you're talking about. Yes, so we have one of the things that we purchased with our Title III funds is a nice locking cabinet that I'm working on getting filled up with all kinds of fun things like, you know, I'd have to explain why there's soda cans in there, I'm yeah. sure, to somebody. <laughs> but, you know, any, any equipment that we buy, we can collect and we can put in there. And, yes, it is nice to know that room is pretty much ours and all the equipment I need is going to be right there in the cabinet. And I, of course, the other instructors, um, because this is, a, this is definitely a team effort to make these classes more active. So what is our timeline for implementation with, with all of these exciting new things we're doing in the world of math? Well, we did start with the 2018-2019 school year, and the grant runs for five years. So each year we develop a class and then pilot the class that we developed in the previous year. So currently um, we are piloting the college algebra with the, the changes for active learning, and we're revising pre-calculus. And so Next year, we will pilot pre-calculus, and we'll work on revising Calculus 1 and Calculus 2. And then the year after that, we will be piloting the revised Calculus 1 and Calculus 2 classes. You are definitely going to be busy. Uh, we, can, we can definitely tell that this is a lot of work, and uh, we're so excited that uh, we have this opportunity at Quincy University to share uh, the world of math in a much um, really kind of all spectrums because you're you're enhancing our remedial programs, but you're also enhancing some of the higher end classes too. So it, it really runs the spectrum. Yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. It can be a challenge sometimes to know exactly how to approach uh, a particular student, exactly what they need. Uh, but I think that's, that's half the fun. So yes, it's a good time. Well, Nathan, our thanks to you for, for being on the show today and for your work to help QU students find success in mathematics at Quince University and beyond. So be sure to tune in next time for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we will talk to 
Friars alums, faculty, staff, students, and get the pulse of what's going on at Quincy University. I'm Matt Bergman for From the Hawk's Nest, and as always, it's a great day to be a hawk.